Our lives should always produce something wonderful that we offer to the world. Purpose Time Change Part One. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the word. We welcome all of you joining us by television and those of you joining us online at brothersoftheword.com or social media. Welcome to today's service. Always a wonderful delight and joy to have you to tune in and join us. I would like to share just a little humor. An old man who is a bit hard of hearing, he visits a doctor, and he's complaining of chest pains. And so the doctor tells him what to do and sends him on his way. A few weeks go by, and the doctor sees the old man walking through the park, holding hands with a young, beautiful woman, and is just nothing but smiles. The doctor approaches the old man and says, Well, you look much better than the last time I saw you. The old man said, well, I took your advice. You told me to get a hot mama and be cheerful. The doctor shakes his head and said, no, I told you you have a heart murmur. Be careful. (laughs) 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 Praise God. Well, we are delighted. We've been having so much fun as we've been entering this new season of life and just this new time. And so we're so happy to just be enjoying God's presence and enjoying his goodness. And this is a time to really to have a happy anticipation of good things to come. You know, expect this to be the best season that you've ever had. The rest of your life can be the best of your life. And so as people of God, as children of God, we always have a hopeful optimism. We are always to rejoice in hope and we're to rejoice in faith and We declare good things over our lives because God is good and God gives wonderful gifts to his children. The Bible says that every good and perfect gift is from above, comes down from the father of lights with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Man, it all comes from God. Every good and perfect gift. So God blesses our lives with good things, with wonderful gifts. And so that's why we can have such a wonderful hope and anticipation of good things to come. I want to share just a little scripture over in, I don't know if I'll finish it today, but we'll at least dive in. This is a scripture over in the book of Luke, the gospel of Luke chapter 13, the gospel of Luke chapter 13, the gospel of Luke chapter 13, and verses 6 through 9, Luke chapter 13, 6 through 9. I've studied this passage before, I've talked about it before, but I just saw it in a different light this time, some things I'd never seen before, some things the Holy Spirit said to me from the passage, and I just want to share those things. Luke chapter 13, verses 6 through 9. And it reads, it says, he spake also this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. Then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, 
Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? And he answering said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also, till I shall dig about it and dung it. And if it bear fruit, well, and if not, then after that thou shalt cut it down. And I just want to talk from the subject. There were three words that jumped out at me from reading this parable, and those three words are purpose, time, and change. Purpose, time, change. Purpose, everybody say purpose, time, change. And those are three things I had never seen before in this passage, but the Holy Spirit just highlighted them to me. And I want to talk about these three things. If you look at this passage we just read, it's talking about a vineyard owner who went out into his vineyard. And there was a fig tree in his vineyard, and he had been looking at the fig tree for three years. There was no fruit on it, so it wasn't living up to his purpose. It wasn't living up to a purpose, and so he said, cut it down. And so that's a message to us that our lives are meant to be purpose-filled. Our lives are meant to be purpose-filled. We are designed to discover our uniqueness and to discipline ourselves to develop it. We are designed to offer something wonderful to the world. This fig tree was supposed to be offering its fruit to the world, but it was not. It was not. It was not living up to its purpose. It was not fulfilling its destiny. It was not being who it was meant to be. And so the message to us is our lives are to be purpose-filled. We are uniquely designed to offer something wonderful to the world from our lives. We're designed to discover and develop our uniqueness, and offer something wonderful to the world. Notice this. He goes on to say this tree that wasn't offering, it wasn't producing fruit. The owner said, cut it down because it's taking nutrients from valuable soil. It's wasting resources. It's wasting space. And so it lets us know that we are not here just to eat, just to sleep just to breathe, just to consume resources. I met a young man one time, and he only lived for the weekends. That was his whole purpose in life. (laughs) He lived for the weekends. He lived for the weekends. After the weekend, his life was over. (laughs) But man, he was excited. He was always excited about the weekend. I mean, our lives are not to just be frittered away on meaningless things. Things We're not just meant to exist, to breathe, to eat and sleep, consume resources. No. And so this parable is letting us know we are here to live live out our purpose. We're designed with uniqueness. We're designed with purpose. We're designed to offer something to the world. That's something he has put in us that is supposed to be a blessing to the world. It's our job to discover it and develop it, and then we begin living out our purpose when we're offering something wonderful to the world. 
Our lives are meant to be lived fully and vibrantly and we are we should be presenting something that blesses other people. Someone said that the meaning of life is to discover your gift. That's the meaning of life. The meaning of life is to d- discover your gift. The purpose of life is to serve it to others. So the meaning of life is to discover your gift. That's the meaning of life, to discover your gift. But the purpose of life is to serve it to others. And so this fig tree wasn't serving. It wasn't producing anything. It was nothing good coming from it. It didn't bless anybody. It did no good. It was consuming resources, but it was not fulfilling its purpose. It wasn't living a full, vibrant life. And so our lives should always produce something wonderful that we offer to the world. And it's the gift that God put in us that we're to develop to use, and to share it, to be a blessing to others. Mother Teresa said, let no one you encounter leave without being better and happier. See, this man came to the fig tree, and he was not better and happier when he left. And so our lives should produce something that is fulfilling, that is meaningful, that is purposeful, that makes a difference, that blesses everyone we come into contact. Some type of way our lives are a blessing to others, and that's when you begin living a purpose-filled, meaningful life. And this fig tree was not. And so that's the essence of this first word of this parable is purpose, purpose, purpose. There are five purposes of life. Rick Warren, he outlined them so wonderfully in his book, uh, The Purpose Driven Life. But there are five purposes of life. Number one, to know Christ, to know Christ. Number two, to become like Christ. Number three, to share Christ. Number four, to serve others. And number five, to develop and use your gift. Those are the five purposes of life. Makes sense to me. To know Christ, you first know Christ. Then you become like Christ, you share Christ, you serve others, and you develop your own unique gift and use it. Those are the five purposes of life. That's why you're here. That's why you're here. You're here to be a blessing. You're here to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, to become like him, to share him. You're here to serve others, and you're here to develop and use your gift. That's the purpose of life. Those are the five purposes of life. There are five things you're designed to do. There are five things you're designed to do. Number one, you're designed to love. You are designed to love. The Holy Spirit gave me an impression. This was a while ago. He gave me a very strong impression. And the impression was, let nothing come out of your life but love. Let nothing come out of your life but love. I don't care if someone curses you. I don't care if someone talks bad about you. I don't care if someone criticizes you. I don't care if someone hurts you. Let nothing come out of your life but love. You are designed to love. Second thing you're designed to do, you're designed to forgive. You're designed to love. You are designed to forgive. The third thing you're designed to do, you're designed to learn. You are designed to learn. Why stay on earth unless you're here to grow? 
and to get better. You're designed to learn. Number four, you're designed to serve. You are designed to serve. Number five, you are designed to increase. You are designed to increase. You shouldn't be in the same place now that you were five years ago. You're designed to increase. You should be increasing in wisdom. You should be increasing in knowledge. You should be increasing in character. You should be increasing financially. You should be increasing in the things of God. So you are designed to grow and increase. You are designed to increase. You are designed to increase. You are designed to increase. Someone said that your life is the same in the next five years. Your life is the same except for the books you read, the people you meet, the experiences you have. We can add to that list, except for the habits you adopt, except for the decisions you make. Your life is the same, unless you change your habits, unless you make some different decisions. Your life is the same, except for the people you meet, the books you read, the experiences you have, the revelation you get. Your life is the same, except these things are in your life. Your life is like a train, and it runs on the rails of your habits. Your habits are the rails of your life. And life is like a train. Your life runs on the rails of your habits. So if you want your life to change, you have to change your habits. You have to change your habits. So your life is the same except for those things. And so that was something the Holy Spirit He shared with me in this parable, purpose. The tree didn't have purpose. The tree wasn't being who it was created to be. There's no purpose. So that was the first word, purpose. Everybody say purpose, purpose, purpose. You're here for purpose. You're here for a reason. You're here to serve. You're here to grow. You're here to share your gift. You're here to make a difference. You're here to live a meaningful, purpose-filled life. Life. You're here to know Christ, become like Christ. You're here to share Christ. That's why you're here. You're here to make a kingdom impact. You're here to have kingdom influence. You're here to spread a little love. You're here to spread a little joy. You're here to be sunshine in a dark place. That's why you're here. That's why you're here. You're here for purpose, and we're purpose-filled beings. Because of who our Heavenly Father is. Purpose. Everybody say purpose. 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 And then the second word is time. Time. Everybody say time. Time. Notice what the owner said. He said in verse 7, Behold, these three years I've come looking for fruit on this fig tree. And he gives us three years and that represents time. Time. I had never seen that before, and I saw it. I see that, Holy Spirit, time. That's time. That's why he mentions three years. That's time. That represents the time of our lives, time in our lives, time. And he's saying to us, for three years, this tree had wasted its time. For three years, this tree had wasted its time. The message to us is, don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Don't fritter your life away and have a meaningless existence. Don't waste 
your time. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15 and 16 says it this way. See then that ye walk circumspectly. Circumspectly means carefully. Means carefully. Means to look around. Means to examine your life. Examine how you're living. Stop. Reflect. Look at how you're living. And then it goes on and says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. So he's saying, carefully look at your life and begin to live wisely, redeeming the time. In other words, putting your time to its best use. Redeeming actually means to buy back. So it means buying back every precious wasted minute. Don't waste your time. Don't fritter away your time. This tree had wasted three years of its time. Produced nothing. Wasn't living up to its purpose. It was merely existing for three years with nothing to show. Don't live a life. It has nothing to show. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Life is so short. Let me just read a few of these things. The average person's lifetime includes, these are kind of like daily activities. And if you took all of these daily activities and you estimated the amount of time you spend doing them one day, and then you estimate them over the period of an average lifespan, It'll tell you how long you spend doing these things. We spend about 20 to 25 years of our lives sleeping. 20 to 25 years of your life, you are asleep. Wake up! (laughs) You're almost sleeping a third of your life away. (laughs) We spend 20 to 25 years of our lives sleeping. We spent about six years of our lives watching television. Cut the TV off. You can save three years. Cut your time in half watching television. That saves three years of your life. (laughs) You can get three years of time just by cutting your TV time in half. You get three years back of your life. We spend five years of our life dressing and shaving. And that's probably for men. Women's probably seven years. You got to add a couple of extra years for women getting ready now. Come on, be honest. There's no way it takes the same amount of time for a man to get ready and a woman to get ready. So if it takes five years for a man to get ready, I mean, women, you all are losing seven years of your life getting ready. Lay your stuff out at night. Well, I'm trying to knock at least a year off of your life. <laughs> We spend three years of our lives waiting for others. I was picking up my daughter the other day. I was sitting in the car waiting. I said, where are you? (laughs) You're wasting my life. (laughs) We spend one year of our life talking on the telephone. Now, that's not to even mention smartphones. You know, now with smartphones, honestly... We're probably spending three, four, five years of our lives on social media and internet and so forth. So that's becoming a big chunk. And it's probably actually cutting into the, I think the trends are shifting from the watching of television, more so the watching of these other screens. And so I think the six years that are spent on television has probably been cut down in half. That has shifted 
to smartphones and laptops and tablets and other things. So we were spending several years of our lives now on our phones and social media and all of these smartphones and tablets and so forth. I'm on a tablet right now. <laughs> so I'm going to have to add up how many times I preach over the course of my life. That'll let you know how long I spent on this tablet. <laughs> And we spend two years of our lives commuting in our car, just going home to work. That's two years of your life. And with this Atlanta traffic, you're probably losing two and a half years of your life. (laughs) We spend about four and a half years of our lives eating, eating, always eating, four and a half years of your life eating. Use a smaller plate. Use a smaller plate and you'll be able to finish quicker. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to free you all some time <laughs> We spend about four months of our life tying shoes Wear slip-ons Wear slip-ons, you don't have to tie your shoes <laughs> I think I've given you all some good time-saving tips <laughs> Paul Meyer said, he said, time is usually wasted in the same way every day. Time is usually wasted in the same way every day. So this parable, and I have a lot of more I want to share about time, but I'm going to stop here for today. But this parable speaks to us of these three things, purpose, time, and change. We'll be sharing over the course of the next couple of sessions, kicking off this new season with that in our thinking, purpose, living a purpose, meaningful life, using our time wisely. I'll share some things next time on how to use your time wisely and then change. We'll talk about change in, the, in one of those parts. But thank you so much for joining us today. Those of you who are watching by television, I want you to go to Brothers of the Word dot com and uh, you can listen to this message this entire series absolutely free of charge purpose time change and you can also email it to a friend but thank you so much for joining us today at brothers of the word because brother you need the word You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was part one of the series titled Purpose, Time, Change by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7893. That's 7893 to listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 7893 to a friend. Go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because brother you need the word. Well, brothers of the word.